listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday, the 15th of February. You're listening to Recap, brought to you by Sharesies. Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. Here's the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, Alice. Hey, Jose. I hear you've got a fun fact for me. I do, I do. I've got a bit of a today in history. Did you know on this day, February 15, in 1882, the first frozen meat shipment left New Zealand? The first what? time New Zealand ever, like uh, you know, shipped off a bunch of frozen meat to another country, the UK, in this uh, in this uh, in this instance. Oh, so eighteen eighty two. Like, I know. did they have did they have fridges back then, or what? They they had. It was pretty experimental, but they had what I, I believe that on the ship that went, they had uh, basically a coal powered freezing plant, uh, which ca- carried about uh, five thousand beef carcasses. And uh, apparently worked pretty well. Like the only issue they had was when they, once they hit the tropics, they realised that the air wasn't circulating properly. So the captain had to crawl in and kind of saw some holes, some extra holes for air <laughs> circulation in this plant. And he almost died. Like the operation just almost cost him his life. He had to be dragged out. Oh, wow. He was about froze to death. Uh, but they got to where they were going to, and 5,000 carcasses only lost one. So I Gosh. think that was pretty good. I think they did pretty well. Wow. I mean, I'm no scientist, so I don't really understand how fridges or freezers work, but that does sound awfully complicated. In my head, I'm thinking of the machine in Back to the Future 3, where Doc Brown makes a big, huge machine to create like two pieces of ice for an iced tea. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it probably looks like that. But what happened today, Alice? That's what I want to know. What happened on the NZX, NZX today? Okay, uh, Infratil held its Investor Day today. Okay, so I've got two questions. First, can you remind me what Infratil does? Yeah, I, I sure can. So Infratil is an infrastructure investment company. It holds an investment portfolio that has a focus on digital infrastructure and renewables infrastructure, with the aim that those uh, those investments will hopefully make returns, which Infratil investors will then get to benefit from. So some examples of uh, current investments that Infratil has include Vodafone, uh, a data center company called CDC, Trust Power, uh, Wellington Airport, and even Pacific Radiology. Then in terms of size, Infratil holds assets of about $8.5 billion and has a market cap of around $5.5 billion. Uh, and as sort of alluded to, the company is listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, but also the Australian Stock Exchange. Awesome. Thank you. That's a great summary. But my second question is, what's an investor day? Good question. An investor day is where a company gets out in front of investors and analysts. Uh, analysts are those sort of professionals who follow and analyze a company uh, to give presentations and updates on the company, sort of its outlook, its strategy, and even give um, the odd update. It's a way for a company to maintain its relationships and uh, engage with key stakeholders. It can even help build up its profile uh, as a company. When you say like investor day, I just imagine that there's a lot of balloons and there's like a craft table with a trestle table with a lot of like um, Cheerios with tomato sauce. They probably went to look sharp to get a big sign that says, <laughs> welcome investors. Is that the kind well, of thing? I, I, 
I didn't attend the event. I cannot uh, <laughs> confirm or deny that, like, you know, there were there were like little cocktail sausages or like balloons and stuff. In fact, Infratil actually held this event all online. It was all virtual. Ah, right. um, but, but I am not kidding when I say it's a day. So according to the agenda, the event ran from 10.30 this morning to 3.30 this afternoon. Um, if you are interested at all, all of the presentation materials have been released to the market. So you can find this on Infratil's website or on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. Then Infratil also said that recordings of the presentations will be made available on its website um, after the event. And can you give me some examples of the types of presentations at the event? So according to the agenda, um, for example, there was a welcome and a portfolio update um, from Infratil's chair, CEO and CFO. It looks like there would also be some panel discussions, one on renewable energy and another on healthcare. Then it looks like there were a bunch of other addresses lined up, like some presentations from heads of some of the companies that Infratil is invested in. Awesome. So, so can you tell me what, what can you tell me uh, happened today in the update? Uh, a key thing that Infratil called out when it published those presentations to the market is that the company has downgraded its earnings guidance for its financial year, which ends on the 31st of March. Um, the profit figure that Infratil uses sort of in, in lots of its announcements is one called earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, amortization and financial instruments or EBITDAF for short, because that's a real mouthful. So EBITDAF is basically a company's net profit um, before accounting for that reasonably long list of expenses that I just read out. So it does strip out some costs from its uh, net profit figure. Okay, and what was the update today? Infratil expects its EBITDAF for the financial year to be in the range of $500 to $520 million. This is actually the second time that the company has lowered its guidance. The company downgraded its expectations from a range of $505 to $550 million uh, down to $500 and $530 million back in November. So this guidance today lowers that higher bound of that range from November. And did Infratil say why? The company cited COVID, uh, in particular it's continuing to impact performance on uh, Wellington Airport and its diagnostic imaging businesses. Awesome, thank you very much Alice. Now remember how we covered NVIDIA's planned buyout of the semiconductor giant ARM? Yes, I do. We talked about this just the other mm. day on Recap. So ARM's owner SoftBank was basically ready to sell but had pulled out um, citing regulatory challenges. Now, if the deal had gone through, it would have set an acquisition record for the computer chip industry, uh, costing NVIDIA 40 billion US dollars. Yeah, it definitely would have. But today it was announced that another deal involving semiconductor companies is closed, and this one is even bigger. Well, I'm full of anticipation now. <laughs> Who's involved? So the players include the semiconductor designer Advanced Micro Devices, otherwise known as AMD, and the outfit AMD is buying is called Zlinx. It's a semiconductor manufacturer. So what are the details and how much is AMD paying for Zlinx? So the deal was originally announced in 2020 and initially it was valued at $35 billion. But in the following year, the rise of AMD and Zlinx stock value has pushed the price up to $50 billion. Uh, in contrast to the NVIDIA and ARM deal, AMD actually managed to clear regulatory approvals. Uh, regulators in China giving uh, the deal the tick just last week. 
What's AMD's reasoning behind the merger? I mean, often companies buy other companies for strategic reasons, uh, for example, to boost capacity in different markets. you know, is this the case here? Yeah, uh, definitely. According to AMD, the acquisition means they can increase their presence in a couple of areas where Xilinx has a strong foothold. So, for example, Xilinx will open up AMD to the 5G infrastructure and communication markets, as well as the markets uh, around space and industrial systems. AMD also has a number of customers in the data center sector. Facebook, for example, uses a lot of their server chips. Uh, so with Z-Link's complementary chips, that could open them up to more data center customers, or at least that's what they're hoping. Uh, under the deal, it's also revealed today, the current AMD CEO, CEO sorry, Lisa Su, will lead the combined company. But enough of that. What about over in Australia? What's been happening over there? BHP reported its results for the first half of its financial year today. Okay, so tell me about BHP. BHP is one of the biggest mining companies in the world. Uh, It produces a range of commodities, so from iron ore to copper, lead, zinc, silver, even uranium. And the company is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange uh, and has a market cap of about 245 billion Australian dollars. And what was in the results today? The company's profits for the half year ended in December beat analyst expectations, uh, coming in at 9.4 billion US dollars, and that's up 144% on the same period a year earlier. Now, these profits were helped higher by higher commodity prices. So, uh, I guess the money that BHP receives um, from the from the minerals that it sells. Uh, The company also noted strength in its key iron ore business. And I'm sure I saw something about BHP paying out a dividend, is that right? Yeah, the company also reported a record half-year dividend of $1.50, that's in US dollars, uh, per share. Now that's compared to a dividend of $1.01 for the same period a year earlier. And was there anything else to note from the report? During the six months, BHP actually made a significant change to the company by selling off its oil and gas business. That sold to Woodside Petroleum, which is another ASX-listed company, in a multi-billion dollar deal back in November. And finally, what did BHP's share price do after the results were released? Well, at the time of recording, uh, the share price was sitting up about 0.1% at $48.36 for the day. Great, thank you very much, Alice. And that means that's the end of the show for today. That was Recap for the 15th of February. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. And it would be a help if you gave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our email is recap at shearsies.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. There's a link to that in the episode description. Matiwa. See ya.